if you wish to honor this one with a title, it would be very gracious of you, Great One. Bestow upon him the, the title of Finder. Infi. They begin bringing you towards the Circle of Death. All right, here we go. I feel like this whole planet is just the Circle of Death. Basically, as she kind of like lunges back at him with her attack, he just kind of holds his spear up like she's a charging bear. Get these folks up intended to. I'm going to speak with this one. We need to talk about getting off this rock. Welcome, one and all, to the Dime of the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John, and I'll be the gym for this game. I'm Lisa. I'm playing Kerr Sylvanan, a Vesk soldier. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, the android Solarian. And I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, the Lashunta Technomancer. It's not the same without the... And Captain of the Gap. <laughs> it's not the Gap. same. <laughs> yep. So Voltana Aranju, the Kasatha captain of the Drift's Edge, leads Lycos across a gangplank that her crew raises between the ship's top and the edge of the cliff ledge that you're all sort of standing and fighting on and leads you to a hatch on the top of the ship. Meanwhile, while he goes below decks with the captain, uh, what are the rest of you doing? It seems that the captain's standing orders to her crew are to kind of keep an eye on you, but not really engage. Uh, So they have their weapons still out, but not like trained. And one of them sparks, you notice... Is kind of keeping a close eye on you. Uh, he's a human. He has shaved head on both the sides of his head, but like a long kind of comb coming down the top. You can see like vestiges of dye on like the ends of his hair, mm. but you can see it's been a while since he was able to get his hand on a, a fresh supply. He has a multi-tool in his hand. He's kind of spinning it sort of absentmindedly between his digits mm-hmm. while he keeps an eye on you. Uh, you can see there is like an elect two, like a glowing tattoo around the side of his face and around like his temple and ear. Huh. Okay, so I notice he's eyeing me or whatever, and I'll turn to him and say, uh, You uh, see something you like there, bud? I do, in fact, friend. That brain of yours. Well, I can't say that was the answer I was expecting. Um, What do you mean by that? Well, you have this uh, little bit of extra brain og sticking out the back of your head. Couldn't help but notice. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What about it? It looks like a good piece of hardware. It intrigues me. It sure is. Um, what do you want to know? Sorry, this is kind of weird for me still. Nobody really comments on my brain thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone likes you for your body? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. And he kind of hops down off of this box and walks over to you. Mm. Uh, he's about 5'6", kind of lanky build. Uh, he has a like an armored jumpsuit on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like padded armor. It's not like heavy armor. Okay. Uh, and you can see it's got oil stains and scorch marks on it. He extends a hand. He says, Richie Nines, good to meet you. Uh, Sparks, how you doing? I do very well. I do very well. If you know what I mean. <laughs> do And all the other crew members kind of like roll their eyes. Uh-oh. <laughs> do, do I know what he means? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what he means? <laughs> There's no check required to know what he means. You do or you don't. Either okay. way. <laughs> he says, it's been a while since I saw that sort of hardware on planet. Not since I looked in the mirror. <laughs> want to compare some notes? Gross. <laughs> um, do I want to compare? I can't say I've heard that particular euphemism before, but... Um, 
sure? Question mark. <laughs> Wait, he's not gonna like eat me, is he? He's not gonna like rip it out of my head. Sense motive. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can make a sense motive check. Seventeen. No, he seems to be like appreciative of your workmanship. Uh, you can tell by his manner of dress that he's probably a mechanic as well. Okay, then yeah, sure. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Do you have specs in your exocortex in like a data pad or anything like that? I'm not sure what kind of... Um, I guess I probably would, yeah. You want to see your, your notes on it, basically. Trying to think if there's anything personal. <laughs> don't think so. Okay, yeah, sure. All right, so he's kind of flipping through the, uh, like the, the blueprints for it and kind of looking at the schematics. Oh, interesting. This is very interesting. I like the... The nanomatrix you have here, that's very clever stuff. Would not have thought of that myself. It must keep the heat production way down. Yeah, it still gets a little warm on the, you know, if it's in direct sun or whatever, but uh, I'm working on it. Well, I mean, you could probably... Oh, no, the exhaust port would cause all kinds of problems. I guess a hat would work. <laughs> the fur usually keeps the sun off it for the most part, but uh, yeah, every once in a while, I'll have to keep that in mind for, uh, you know, those days when I'm... I'm really feeling the heat. So he flips kind of one. It's like when you hand someone your phone, and they flip one too many pictures past what you're trying to show them. And he sees one of your sort of spec drawings for a Renault exoskeleton. And he says, about those. Ooh, what is this? And he seems to kind of like perk up a little bit. That depends entirely on which of the me probably many drawings he's seen. Uh, you tell me. So I had an idea for one that was basically like the load lifter from Alien. Okay. So, that one, I guess. <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I approve. So, where's the pilot supposed to sit? Yeah, about that. Um, AI? Oh, now we're in my like neck of the woods. Really? Yeah, I had a... Wait, I thought we called it SI. Yeah, it wasn't going to let on right, right away, maybe, the nature of the... <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. I'm just making sure we hadn't forgotten, like... I called it A, I got corrected. I wanted to make sure it hadn't changed on me. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a, a robot buddy before we came down here. Uh, sadly, he did not make it very long on World. Oh, sorry to hear it. Yeah, it's how it goes. You lose some friends in this business, but... I mean, I guess the upside is I can kind of rebuild them once we get the back to civilization. True. Keep his memory core. So here's the thing about backups. Ooh. You always seem to need one more than you have, no matter how many you have. Yeah, made that mistake. So we're going to have to start from scratch, but, you know, I get to teach you new stuff. Maybe this one's not going to be... Uh, the old one developed a few bad habits I'm hoping to patch out in the version 2.0. It's a nice thing about robot buddies. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Make a social check if you want to. A social check? Yeah, one that sort of fits that descriptor. I'll let you pick which one. Well, it's not going to be very good no matter what it is, because the D20 result is a 2. Ooh. Um, but let's see. A social check. How's about... Does that count? As, I don't know. Most of my social stuff is plus 0, so we're just going to go with the 2. Okay. <laughs> you just start gibbering and like... <laughs> and start making weird noises. <laughs> I send him a dick pic. <laughs> Supply and demand, friends. Supply and demand. All right. So the conversation just kind of drags to a halt, essentially. You mm. both seem to have kind of run out of things to say to each other. And he hands you back the data pad and goes over back to the crate he was sitting on. He pulls the data pad of his own out and begins kind of sketching with a little stylus. Hmm. 
Okay. Do Noemi, I you... wireless hack the data pad? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Noemi, you have been let up from your electric net. Awesome. And uh, Kerr, you've been let up a, a while back from the, the gravity cage. Mm-hmm. No one's really approaching either of you. What are you doing? Um, I think um, I would probably uh, stick close to Kerr and probably between the two of us discuss like, okay, you know, there's how many pirates we see. Here's the ways out. Like, but keep it like low, but just so that we have like a plan if things go south. Okay. And Kerr, how about you? I'm sticking with the captain, making sure there's no damage from the nets and keeping an eye on the pirates. If anyone moves too close or anything like that, I'm making note of their weapons and how they move. How is your health? It's there. (laughs) You have it, technically. You have your ring, though, right? Yes, I did heal a little bit last time, too. I used up a lot of my ring points. Okay. So I'm all right. I'm not dying. So amongst them, it looks like most of them are armed with either some sort of blade, uh, like an axe or a sword. Um, None of them really electrical, mostly mechanical in nature. Uh, And then a few of them have energy weapons as well. Uh, you don't see any projectile weapons. Odds are if they had them, they would have run out of ammo by this time. But it seems that they have enough power on the ship that they can recharge their energy weapons. Mm. Meanwhile, Lycos, you're led by the captain through the ship. And you can see as you go a number of small droids kind of scuttering about. Purely like robotic, not sentient from the looks of them. They seem to be kind of doing basic repair work around the ship. But not a particularly effective job of it as the whole place seems to kind of be in a state of not really like decrepitude, but certainly it's like everything's messy. Now that the ship has been kind of marooned here, they don't really seem to be taking too much of a point of pride to keeping it like spick and span if they ever did. Uh, so you're Shameful. Mo- <laughs> so you're moving through kind of like grimy corridors and she takes you to a door that has the sigil of the free captains on it. And then beneath it, a like quartet of crossed blades and a Kasatha skull uh, in front of them. Uh, probably a personal sigil or something. I figured. She presses her hand against the touchpad next to it. The door slides open, and inside you see a fairly well-appointed cabin, much nicer than everything you've, you've passed through so far. You can see kind of trophies on the wall, a number of blades. She seems to have about a dozen or so that looks like she can kind of switch out amongst her sword belt, and a large, opulent four-post bed with huge kind of curtains on it and things like that. Uh, there's a desk, and you can see a star chart projected on the wall next to the desk. She walks over to a bar... And takes out a bottle of something. She says, what's your feeling on intoxicants? Kind of like pauses for a second. Not against them. Then she, without another word, throws you this bottle of clear brownish liquid. Sniff it. Uh, it's certainly alcoholic. It also has sort of a hint of fruitiness to it. I take a swig. Okay. Uh, it burns a little bit, but it seems to be a, but just a, a hint. Uh, there is a little bit of uh, a berry you can't quite place, um, but it seems to be a pretty fine brandy. Uh, she grabs another bottle off the bar, takes a swig of it, and then kind of downs the remainder. Uh, as she does so, she takes one of her hands to the kind of chink in her armor where your spear hit, <laughs> uh, dusts off the dry blood, and you can see the skin is fine beneath it now. She healed herself somehow. Well, I know of some ways. Mm-hmm. I almost took one of those ways. <laughs> uh, you can make an arcana check if you want a little more like mechanical... GM tells you what happens in sight. 16 mysticism. The thing she quaffed was likely a powerful healing potion. 
Uh, she does not offer you an equivalent. Give me like 10 minutes and I'll be pretty much back to full strength. I only lost one hit point in that fight. Oh, okay. Just got nicked then. All right. Got yeah. it. I, she, she, she burned through my stamina, but yeah, she only nicked one of my hit points. So like a full rest and I'm back to normal. She says that you were able to give me a good fight certainly speaks well for you and your team by extension. You say you have a way off this world. Yes. I'm willing to talk a little bit more professionally about it now. Recently it came into our possession a ship. It is currently hidden and would be unlikely to be found. If not for certain circumstances, wouldn't have found it ourselves. It is functional, but is in need of gas. Uh, real quick, it was the Black Star, right? Yes. I keep thinking of Dragon Ball GT. I want to make sure I was actually remembering it correctly and I wasn't just making a weird association in my head. Um, and they had minimal fuel reserves, not enough that we could get the ship into space. Uh we were made aware that you and yours probably had some fuel left in your ship, potentially enough to get us back into space. And it seemed fortuitous uh, as you are as likely to want to get off this world as we are. This place does not seem to be, seems to be hostile to all other life forms on it, but its own native inhabitants. It's part of the reason we picked it as a hideout. Not that that's really viable anymore with all these people who have found it now. I'm sure it's going to be on a Starfinder star chart by the end of the cycle. I mean, assuming any of us make it off here. Also, the space dragon doesn't seem to be very helpful either. I don't know how new a occurrence that is, but... That's a, a, a bit of a new acquisition to this world. All right. So you need our fuel, and we want your ship. But I'm willing to serve as a passenger. It has been a while, but I can deign to walk amongst the common folk. No offense. And she he, kinda, just, like, he looks confused at why he would have taken offense at that, but you see kind of a like a, a <clears throat> sorry. As she says that she sort of leans forward a little bit so her mouth is visible beneath her high collar and kind of gives you a, a grin, uh, which she seems to think is unnerving. Whether or not you're unnerved by it is up to you. Uh, it's certainly odd. Most Kasatha uh, will hide their face behind their mask. Now yeah, he's more confused than anything. He did, this is in that category of social cues. He's not like he didn't know to be scared of spiders kind of thing. <laughs> so we'll provide you the fuel that you need. In exchange, we want passage off world to a safe haven for me and mine. Agreed. And for our cargo. Nope, he felt that one. What cargo? <laughs> uh, all the stuff you saw in the cave up there, our, our booty. Oh, fair enough. There's just that like odd moment of, is it something he should ask about? Like, <laughs> If it ends up being slaves or something weird. Yeah, that's fair. That was basically a part of our intended offer. That we would drop you off at a neutral system point. So we're working together. We have no interest in turning you in. Or, you know, making a, a bad deal. Uh, as we don't know how much fuel you have. We are aware of another potential fuel source. It's just guarded by something we can't negotiate with. So if you don't have enough fuel, there may be a little bit more combat in this before we get off world. Additional aid would be welcome, especially since you seem to be hardier than the crew of the Black Star. We're prepared to stay on this world for a time, albeit not quite as long as it was looking like we were here to stay for, but having a, a set base of operation does have benefits. Also, our landing wasn't quite as hard as theirs. Clearly. <laughs> 
So before we can f- make fully our plans, we'll need to at least take an assessment of how much fuel there is so we can determine if this will be enough or if we need to make an additional stop before leaving. Fair enough. A binding deal then. And very quickly, where her hand goes to her belt and draws a, a blade and a small dagger, uh, she whips it across one of her right hands and then offers you the dagger kind of expectantly. He cuts his hand. <laughs> All right. She grasps your bloodied hand with hers, and she says, Bound in blood, this deal cannot be undone now. Agreed. For any further planning, I would like to continue, or I'd like to include the rest of my crew, uh, indicate Sparks, Noemi, and Kerr uh, that are with me. There's much about logistics they are better at, especially when it comes to f- starship maintenance. Ugh, planning by committee. Must we? At, at the very least, Sparks. He is our ship's mechanic and would be the most familiar with our needs going forward. Right. That, that is purely a technical expertise. Have him confer with Ricky Nines. He's one of mine, and I don't bore myself with the details of ship's mechanics. Understood and agreed. Yes, Richie will filter anything I need to be aware of for this. In the meantime, uh, you may take the rest of that to your crew, so you may all celebrate your salvation at the hands of the Drift's Edge. <laughs> I nod. Thank you. So she like leads you back up to the top, and she says, uh, All right, you grots, it looks like we got a way off this world. And there's like a, yay, <laughs> <laughs> from amongst her, her crew. All right, so uh, once that's done, I meet back up with uh, the rest of the crew, offer some of the brandy. It hasn't killed me yet, so it seems like it's all right. No, I'm good. I want to keep my wits about me. I sure don't. So Sparks <laughs> goes for it. <laughs> yeah, so I hand some to Sparks, and I go, all right. So currently, we are in agreement. We are giving them transport to a neutral location to drop them off. along uh, Their full crew and their booty. Um, you are to meet with Ricky Nines, uh, to discuss the nature of the starship fuel, because since you're more likely to know what we need and how much, and if it's going to be enough, or if we need to make that additional stop, which I did make sure she was aware of because the addition of their crew may be a lot more useful in taking on that creature if we have to. Okay. Um, but you're a technical expert. You're the one that can figure out if this is enough to get us off world. Okay. So like now, I mean, at some point soon, if uh, you, you have enough time to celebrate, I don't think they're going to get on our grill for drinking some alcohol. They are pirates. Okay. So Sparks just carries the bottle over to Ricky. Then goes, yeah. Hey, what kind of gas this thing take? Is he like uh, knocks uh, on the uh, hull? Well, <laughs> as Sparks starts to walk away, Lycos like grabs the bottle and takes like a long swig before handing it back and letting him go. Cheers for handing it back. <laughs> Did Kerr want to sip? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Captain's not drinking. Why is Kerr? <laughs> Say, Sparks, you and Richie are already, already buddy buddy. I'm sure you can get whatever you need out of him. Is it Ricky Why does or Richie? That sound foreboding. <laughs> uh, it's he prefers Richie, but some people call him Ricky. Hmm. Okay, then I was mishearing, and I am blanking on the guy that came with us. He hasn't resurfaced, has he? Uh, Elish did not Elish. jump off the top. <laughs> jump off the top he, of the mountain. He's not made any appearances since this has all gone down. He has not. Okay. Elish has probably gone back to tell everyone of our demise. <laughs> they jumped would off you, a cliff. Dumbasses. <laughs> uh, Noemi, would you be able to make mental contact with him? Or could we... Do we have calm contact with him? I can try. Yeah, see um, if he's I near- don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if we'd have calm contact. I don't know if he has... I don't think we're we've on done. the same... Uh, but really, yeah, I mean, if you could try to... If you could 
if he's close enough by still to make contact, let him know what's going on to head back. You know, either he can head back to the ship or wait for us to emerge. Well, he would have to head back to the McCall. Um, they'll have to lead us back. Oh, either way, he- yeah. head back to the rendezvous point or wait for us. I mean, basically two options. Yeah, we'll do. So I, I attempt to telepathically connect to uh, Elish. Okay, yeah, he's out. Of, you know, your telepathy is only thirty feet. Okay, like, um, I'll if attempt- you couldn't shout to them or talk to them in a slightly raised voice, you probably can't tele- <laughs> telepathically. Go um, I'll try to use. Maybe comms. he's thirty feet up on the other side of the rock, John. We don't right? know. <laughs> uh, so I'll try to use comms. I don't remember if we're on the same frequency. You're unable to reach him. Okay, I'll let Legos know it, know that I wasn't able to reach him, but I, I assume that we are allowed to take our leave at this point. I don't see any reason we're not able okay. to. We have an accord, but I, don't, I think we should still exercise some amount of caution, especially in terms of traveling alone, as we say this, and Sparks is gone <laughs> um, off by himself. So he's actually just like 20 feet away talking to Richie. Yeah. Okay, so he's in sight. Okay. Yeah, so Richie says, to answer your question, before we were so rudely interrupted, <laughs> he says, a standard dark matter injection. We've got some modifications of my own devising, but that's more for fuel efficiency's sake than anything else. Hmm. Uh, it should work on most standard power cores. We had a, a pulse orange, but whatever you're working with should be fine. Okay. If not, I'm sure between the two of us, we could make it operational. Okay. Um, sounds great. So I'll relay that just hey dark matter injection we're good <laughs> so he, he we are certain it's enough we don't have to go fight the monster you don't know if it's enough it, you just it's the correct time of fuel mm. you'll okay. have to uh, so that's all we know okay it sounds like we might need to take richie back with us well or i mean did you we never decided how to get the fuel from here carry to it. where it needs to be but how like in a barrel what are we gonna do i'm assuming there has to be a way to, i mean there has to be a way to store and transport starship fuel if nothing else, probably carry the tank it's in. The Starship fuel is in like large tanks, each one about the size of a like a big scuba tank, effectively, but much more secure because it's highly unstable and radioactive inside. Yeah. So okay, we have the right kind of fuel. How much fuel do we have, Reggie? I I don't know offhand. Let's go head to the engineering and check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming when Sparks was checking out the other ship, he got a basic sense of how much fuel it needed, right? Yes, you know what power core you're using and what the whatever I put on the thing that I can't remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also pulse orange actually. All right. It's like, that did sound familiar. Yeah. I had it on there at one point. I can't remember what we settled on, but it might not be pulse. It might be whatever the, I think pulse might be a smaller one, but I, I think remember. orange was the great in any event. So he takes you down to engineering uh, on the way. He says, so what's that lady's deal? Huh. Uh, which one? Either one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, they've both been through... Well, we've all been through kind of a lot. It's been a rough trip this time around. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> say no more, friends. Say no more. <laughs> Tell me about these modifications you made. Oh, just... So... I'm thinking of some sci-fi jargon here real quick. Yeah, that- I just feel like I have to do a bunch of that, too. I'm like, oh, shit. Quick, techno babble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Normally, that's not very difficult for me, but... All right, so a little bit of... Monica in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Can our new ship be called Bobo number five? <laughs> <laughs> the Lou Vega? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so we did a little personalized optimization of the... Oh, man, it has... A second ago. Oh, sorry. 
So I did a little bit of personalized optimization of the actuators and just got uh, another uh, 5, 10% on a good day of energy while redirecting. It gives us a little extra boost when we need it. Hmm. You'll have to show me that one. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, be careful not to do too much boost or the whole thing blows up. Isn't that always how it goes? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean like uh, the whole thing, like complete <laughs> <laughs> system failure, top mm. to bottom. Hope you kissed your kids on the way when you <laughs> went the door because you're not going to see them again in this lifetime. Noted, noted. Um, so he gets you down to engineering. Okay. And you can see that he's showing you around. It's not quite up to your sort of standard of cleanliness. Mm. But you also notice a number of the boards and subsystems have been damaged or destroyed. Oof. You guys have been through the ringer, huh? So we hit... The reason we're in as good a shape as we did is the Void Dragon hit us on the, the our primary ion thrusters. So we lost most of our thrust and couldn't really, you know, land. <laughs> uh, he throws up the quote fingers as he says it. But... We were managed to be able to redirect power to our positioning thrusters, just so we didn't, you know, all die. So, good news. Bad news is it blew out about half of my energy subsystems, and we don't quite have the fuel reserves that we would otherwise. Hmm. So, mechanically speaking, uh, the he's got about 60% of that power core's fuel reserves, which is... I really, for some reason, want Lycos to get, like, driving goggles. You should get little driving gloves too. Yeah, just like they do, like especially like he's driving a spaceship, but he insists on like putting goggles on every time he's gonna fly. Yeah. It serves no freaking purpose. And a flat cap. Yeah, I see full like Ooh, World War One like Red Baron <laughs> outfit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for no reason. Well, it's if we did, I would love for it to be like somehow like it came across organically. Like for some reason, he put them on, and like All then right. they became his lucky goggles. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I was trying to do it while you were talking. Got to do that kind of stuff. So you're gonna have about 150. PCU, okay, um, worth of fuel. Okay, so as you're make a note of that somewhere here. So if that's enough to run kind of necessary systems, you can do so. But you might have to cut out certain things like shield your guns if you're trying to operate on sub full power. Okay. Um. Hmm. 150, huh? We can we can make something out of that. I think. He takes out one of the boards and says. Uh, See, look at the mod of, uh, all right, maybe a bad example. And this one is like blackened and charred and <laughs> like, like half, half melted. Yeah, half <laughs> the stuff's fallen off as he okay. pulls it out. He says, uh, I'll show you on a good one and, and slides it back in uselessly to the console it came out of. Anything else you want to do here while you're chatting with him? Do I? Hmm, I'm debating whether or not I try to hack the ship. <laughs> all right, as you're like debating that, one of the little maintenance droids kind of cruises into the room. Mm-hmm goes over to a spot of like refuse and tries to pick it up fails and then Richie says oh hey little guy come here and at his voice the robot turns off of its kind of predetermined path and moves over towards Richie who picks it up and begins examining it I thought it was going to blow up for certain he says alright who's been has like a, essentially like a tool fanny pack and kind of starts <laughs> grabbing out some equipment he pops up in the droid and begins tinkering it with it while you're Standing gormlessly in his bay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use the wireless ability to see if I can pick up on what's going on with the maintenance bot. Go ahead and make computer use, but it's going to be a pretty tough one. Pretty good roll, though. 36. All right. Uh, so Richie's firewalls are no slouch, but you managed to bypass them after a little bit of effort. 
Uh, he doesn't seem to notice you like kind of concentrating while he's working on the bot. It looks like someone has messed some of the programming for it, bringing trash pickup down below like dirt removal. Hmm. And because half of the ship is partially buried, it just seems to be like overloading with dirt and then filling up and then like not properly dumping it because of the messing with the subroutines. Oh, okay. That's not nearly as interesting as I thought it would be. The, I don't think anyway. The overall like programming of the thing is pretty elegant. There isn't like a blueprint for the thing on file, although you can sort of check its systems and see kind of how things are operating. Mm-hmm. Other than the messed up programming, it seems to be operating efficiently. Is there anything I can borrow from its programming to make Ren's body work better? Not really programming-wise, although as he sort of sets it down and you can see it begin sort of scampering off, uh, compared to how this thing moves compared to your sort of temporary Ren body, the little sphere droid, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like he has a better grasp of like fine mechanical tools for robots. Uh, so he might be able to help you with the kind of the macro build for it. While you're more kind of software, he's more hardware. Okay. Interesting. Out of character here. He has the, he's, he's got mechanical levels, but chose the robot. Oh, the drone a, one. The drone the... while you took the exocortex. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Duly noted. Potential former or future crew member. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything else that I need to know about the ship while we're on there or down there? It seems to be, have you been on board a Vesk built ship before? I mean, probably at some point, right? Like they're one of the major like races in the, the well, okay, let me ask you this then. I, Cause I don't know that much about like the Vesk history. Like how, are they usually open to having other people on their ships or? The Vescarium has become friendly with the pack world in the relatively recent past. Mm-hmm. So while their technology has begun to disseminate more beyond their, like their borders and the in recent history, it's still not kind of as ubiquitous as stuff that's manufactured within the pack worlds. Okay. So I'll say probably not then. Okay. So kind of getting the inside look at a, a Vesk built ship. It's a lot of like clean lines, big open spaces. Cause the Vescar, it's almost like cavernous for you given mm. your relative proportions. Um, and you can see, a lot of places where like modifications have been done. This probably wasn't, and like and patchwork has been made. This ship has certainly seen a lot of action, uh, and not it would probably always come out on top of it. Mm. You do notice a lot of like visual similarities in its design to the one back at the. Well, that makes sense. Base. It was patterned off on, right? So yes. Huh. Okay. Cool. I don't. Know. Anybody else want me to figure anything out? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. Oh. So if there's nothing else, yeah. then Richie says. So this is going to work for you? Uh, it'll at least get us started. All right. Captain. Yeah, uh-huh. No, just the basics. I got it. So this, the fuel is going to work. We're going to need probably about five or six able bodies to haul it over. I say a few of ours, a few of theirs. Keep everything uh, honest. All right. Uh, yeah, just set them down. Says, uh, all right. So yeah, we'll go ahead and start disconnecting things. Uh, we're going to need just enough here to blow this thing up. When we're on our way out. So, what now? <laughs> we're, what are we blowing up? Uh, the drift's edge. I didn't realize that was part of the plan, but okay. I mean, I'm always down to blow something up. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to have to make a stop on the way out of the system, too. I guess this is more what the captain should be telling your boss, but... Uh, yeah, just a little easy business, no threat to the, the your ship. But we just got to kind of cut ties to this place. This is not really a usable base anymore. It's the asteroid. I mean, yeah, probably. (laughs) 
Was that part of the deal? It wasn't actively discussed, but I don't know that. I mean, I get what's going on, and it, I don't think it's a problem. Give an inch, take a mile. All right, so, so he begins disabling fuel reserves and pulling out the, the housings for them. If you have all seen the fifth element, it kind of looks like the thing they insert into the bottom of the ship when they're heading to Floss in Paradise. Mm. So you can kind of use that mental image. Basically like a big metal canister you can see some glowy bits inside of. Lisa looked confused and then went to, I don't care. So back on top of the area. Uh, is he back with us for the uh, discussions or? No, Captain mm-hmm. Aranji says, she goes, Morg, Patrio, 11. Get below decks and help out with the power core. Uh, and then you lot too. You're going to have to do some hauling back if you want to use this fuel. And points to Lycos, Noemi, Kerr. My lot will show you the way. All right. So they lead you down to the engineering and begin pulling out the fuel cores. There's six of them in total. So it looks like these kind of strapping pirates are intended to carry some. And then they all look at you and say, all right, your turn. Um, as we're kind of like heading down with them, uh, I kind of like bump Noemi and get her attention and kind of. Okay. Then I'll create a uh, psychic connection. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of think back. I do think we should help, but at the very least, one of us, probably Sparks, should stay not carrying things to be kind of on alert just in case. Again, trust but verify. Fair. And I think he may be the weakest, so it may be best not to force him to carry. Well, physically, yes, but (laughs) yes, physically, he's not the most adept to carrying, but he packs quite a bit of firepower, so plus I think we could probably get the natives to help us out. I agree. So I'll, uh, if Sparks is nearby, I'll connect with him and say, we're going to have you sort of uh, not carry anything so that if there anything goes awry, we have you as a backup. So you're telling me I have the okay to not carry anything at all? Except the giant glowing gem in your chest. I mean, that's sort of embedded. I don't really get much of a choice <laughs> in that. But yeah, sure. Sign me up. All right. I like this duty. <laughs> but you're on gun duty if they try to betray us. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> so Kirk is hearing all of this as well. So, C- can Kerr carry two? <laughs> Kerr's strong. I don't think Kerr's that strong. Okay. Aren't, aren't they big? Well, 21. I don't know. Maybe Kerr is that strong. Yes. It wouldn't be a weight thing if it's you could stack them onto like a, a rack or something. But yeah, they're each about Bulk. three and a half, four feet long and about eight by eight as far as their footprint goes. I'll ask Kerr, do you think the, na- the McCall will help us with these once we get there? There is the question of how the pirates are going to react to our... Escort. Well, we should probably tell them something. Sooner rather than later. Or maybe later. Like on the way. Yeah. Let's get them a distance away from the camp before we... we, uh... Hey. uh, Assuming uh, Sparks has told us, we know they intend to surprise us with something. So we better time to be like, well, okay, you know, you have a wrinkle. We have a wrinkle. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Speaking of... Does Sparks give us the down low on what's going on with the fuel? What do you want to know? Well, so basically we have enough fuel we can get the ship going, but we would have to cut out systems, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the gist of it. I do think we need to get more fuel then. Just because the Void Dragon. If it gets sight on us, I don't think we want to be caught without having, like, shields and guns. Not that I think we should sit and fight it, but, like, we should have some defense so we don't get blown out of the sky twice. That would be the pits. <laughs> We found one ship. I do want to bet we find two. Mm. 
not if I can help it. Um, so, so I do think it sounds like I think we need to make that secondary stop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. All right. So um, rebel, 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 rebel. So yeah, you grab the gear and begin heading out on your way down, essentially through the the loading bay. You're heading onto like the forest floor, and or where the forest would be if it wasn't been mulched in like a quarter mile out of here from starship weapons. I'm still kind of on the lookout for Elish to see if he's still at, because he was sort of was he at the base of the of the cliff or was he at the top with us? He climbed it with you, but as you all started jumping off, he did not, and that's the last <laughs> you saw of him. <laughs> so I'm still kind of on the lookout for him, so we can uh, get him. Once we emerge. I don't know how much ability I actually have to do this. I try to make sure my, my moat is glowing a little bit brighter than normal. Okay, that's just, fine. Just to make sure that, like, uh, kind of make make Lycos a little bit more visible for Elish to potentially see and get a beat on them. You could probably, like, make it sort of strobe a little bit or kind of I was twinkle. Thinking, I was thinking the same thing. I wasn't sure if I could go as far as, like, Morse code, but I also that also raises the problem of whatever Morse code version I'm using. <laughs> Somebody else would be like, who are you messaging? <laughs> I was thinking that too, when we get to the McCall, if I wanted to tell them like, hey, these are people that we want you to watch. If I'm saying that in Vesk, apparently a lot more people speak Vesk than I was thinking. I don't want the pirates well, to overhear that. I remember when we were looking through the book, kind of as Brent just intimated, the Vesk were kind of a big far-flung species. I kind of have interpreted that they might be kind of like knowing orc, uh, that there's a lot of mercenaries and whatnot. So there might have been a few uh, more than one scenario where he'd run into people where he needed to understand what they were saying. Um, yeah, the Viscarium is one of the sort of major powers in the galaxy. It would not be unheard of for a lot of you to have that knowledge if you wanted to kind of be sort of people on the cusp of society, essentially. That's like, if we ever try to communicate with the McCall when we reach them, we should, I'd want to do it in private and not in front of the pirates. Well, so what we tell the pirates, because some of this needs to be told because it's true, we have contact with some of the natives. They will only speak to you. And we'll become very hostile if anyone else attempts to speak to them in Vesk. So, or at I, all. Well, they just don't understand anything else. No, Noemi tried to communicate not in Vesk and was not attacked. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's when we speak Vesk that they get hostile, but they don't understand anything else. Okay. And so make it clear that basically um, you're going to have to go reestablish contact when we arrive, giving you that moment alone. Mm-hmm. And then once we all team up, like they'll obey your command, but like they won't even listen to the rest of us. They only listen to you and they get hostile if anyone else tries to like speak to them. So just, you know, if the pirates need anything, they need to communicate through you. But that initial, like you need to kind of reestablish contact and explain who the pirates are. Otherwise they might attack should give you the moment to have a moment alone. All right. So as you're leaving, the pirate captain is sort of waiting at the, the dock, the loading ramp. And she says, Bring your ship back here, and we can load up. That's going to be the easiest way. We have too much cargo to trek it all across the jungle. Um, is that a good idea? What do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Well, she's talking about the, their crates their and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, yes, it's a good idea. That's how this, is, that's how this whole arrangement is working. We yeah, give no. you fuel in exchange for transport. Yes. Uh, no, that, that's fine. Once, we have enough, once the, the ship is fueled up and we're taking off, I can't imagine that that's going to... Yep, enough of our fuel reserves to matter. Well, I think we should get our second set of we. I think we should get our full fuel before we come here and uh, pick up the. Hence, when cargo. it's fueled up. Yes. So at this point, I re-raise. Um, so after speaking with Sparks, we have enough fuel to get the ship airborne with what you have, but we would have to disable some of our systems like weapons and uh, shields 
and considering that we still that void dragon is probably still up there we are probably going to want to make that second stop and get more fuel i don't know about you i don't want to get shot out of the sky a second time we will take this back to the ship uh, if some of you men want to come with us to make the second stop or we can take care of it ourselves we will I would, no matter what recommend just for your own peace of mind keeping some of you men with us but we need to get that second fuel and then once the ship is fully fueled we can come back here pick everyone up that's still here plus your equipment and booty and then take off if you want our help getting the remaining fuel a show of good faith will be necessary on your part what we can have bring your ship over you won't need to worry about weapon systems and such if you're not going into the void the dragon can't bother you here and you already have our fuel so we can't bother you with our ship we'll load up and then part of my crew will help you get the rest psychically how do we feel about this how do we stop her from taking off with what fuel that we have you guys realize how rude that is right (laughs) she just says out loud we're psych she said psychically yeah Yeah. i know she just knows that yes clam up and start like (laughs) furtively looking at each other (laughs) that should be fine then i kind of just whisper back we'll figure it out and i'll just say i trust you all right so the three pirates who are with you are morg who is a like morg M-O-R-G. M-O-R-G. Okay. I was thinking there's a U-E on there. He's a human man, uh, probably in his mid-30s, and he seems to have kind of taken his name to sort of your interpretation of it. He's got a bunch of, like, he has full-sleeve tattoos up his neck, too, of, like, all kinds of kind of skulls and mortuary, metaf- like, imagery and stuff, kind of very, very edgy and spooky. He has a shaved head with two rows of metal studs going up from his brow and implanted into his uh, his skull. I wrote that he's spoopy. Very spoopy. Ships don't have, like, keys, right? <laughs> You're trying to figure out, like, our Lojack slash... Uh, what are the... What, what, the club. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a Spaceballs joke. <laughs> uh, we could probably bring some of them a call with us. And have them kind of stay behind to protect our interests. I mean, realistically, we could have one or two of us stay behind, but that's going to split the party for a fight. No, I think how, I think you're right. Asking Kerr to have them a call, guard the ship until our return is probably the wisest. Because there's enough of them that, like, I mean, the pirates might cause a problem, but there's, there's, there is a numbers issue at that point. Yeah, they yeah. managed to guard it so far. So, Well, and even if they... S- I mean, the worst case scenario, they would slay the McCall and steal a ship. That would be awful, terrible, the worst. But maybe, hopefully, they would get shot out of the sky by a void dragon. I don't know. But we could also, like, the captain is potentially one of the more capable. If we could convince the captain to come with us, that would probably reduce the chances of them taking the ship. Smart. Um, I knew I kept you around for a reason. And I don't know if it's possible for... Like basically, while we're in motion for um, sparks to disable like any of the subsystems, so like with some kind of subroutine that like he can turn off easily, but would be difficult for somebody else. Mm, yes, we could probably um, booby trap the ship if we needed to. I can. I have spells that can um, essentially make it that if anybody tries to use something like uh, against our wishes, like without the proper authority it can essentially explode or spark or uh, cause damage to them Mm -hmm. i mean there's an element of this that's supposed to be a show of good faith so we do need to be careful with the like obvious really obvious like 
uh, booby traps put in place, but we also can't be faulted for a certain amount of precaution. Precisely. They would do the same for us. Yes. I think a certain amount of precaution plus the McCall should probably protect our interests. And I think having either the captain or like a first mate is if, if all we get are like disposable people, the chances increase a lot more that. Yeah. Yeah. None of those crimson shirted gentlemen. So the other two that are escorting you are Patrio, a dragonkin female. Uh, she has silvery scales and clipped wings. Noemi, you would recognize that the dragonkin are well enough known within the pack worlds. Uh, this one stands about eight and a half feet tall, uh, so pretty massive. The clipped wings is something that occasionally d- is done as like a, it's, it's mutilation, effectively. It has made it so she can't fly. She can probably glide decently, but uh, she cannot like ascend. Is it typically like a punishment? It's usually something done by sadistic enemies during war. Okay. Uh, so if they're unable to kill them for some reason, clipping their wings is usually justified as like means of prisoner holding. Um, but it's actually kind of something done to for torture and tormenting purposes. So she probably was like a prisoner of war of some kind. Okay. Yeah. She stands very close to Eleven, who is a male Formian, the ant-like creatures from your homeworld. Eleven has a tanned exoskeleton and has elaborate runes acid carved basically on every inch of exposed exoskeleton you can see. He kind of casts you a few like narrow-eyed glances, though currently at peace, the enmity between your peoples goes way back. I'll just give him a wink. He doesn't seem to, you see his face kind of like trying to process how to respond to this, but. I'm just trying to antagonize him. He eventually kind of shrugs and shoulders the weight and begins walking. All right, so as we're walking, I, I give the pirates with us the heads up. We're going to be running into some natives. They are semi-functional as our guides. We're going to have to at least stop and give them some distance. Our large Vesk is the only one they'll speak to, and she's going to have to identify us since you're strangers. But after she's had a chance to speak with them, uh, we can all approach. It's best to not try to talk to them. They've gotten hostile with the rest of us when we've tried. But if you barring that, they're fine. What natives? Says Eleven. Little, like, just kind of describe them. Like, little tiny purple people. They don't eat people. And they have more than one eye. <laughs> no horns. You're kidding, right? There's no natives on this world. That's why we picked it. Lycos looks legitimately confused. No, there there are people here. They do seem to be rather elusive, though. Have you seen them? I mean, wooden masks, four legs... Now you're just being ridiculous. Oh, well, you'll see. Space madness. He kind of nudges to uh, Patrio, who gives like a deep, deep voice chuckle. But we're not on space. <laughs> yeah, but you contracted it while you're in space. Obviously. <laughs> like, he just kind of like rolls his eyes and shrugs. You'll, you'll see soon enough. All right. So you make it to the edge of the, the cleared zone. I'm keeping an eye out for our companion. Okay. Are you doing any sort of searching? You didn't really have a meeting place prearranged or anything like that. For me back up with the McCall? No, for Elish. Uh, no. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm keeping an eye out, but like we can't really, we're, we're pretty much heading for the McCall. At this point, I'm assuming if he's not like keying in on my n- moat, he knew where the McCall were too. And I would, would let the pirates know that we have another companion. That Do we though? I would like to let the pirates know so that they like, don't attack Elish. He's more stealthy than that. You think? I, I wouldn't mind having like a secret ally just in case, but it's up to you. 
Not a terrible idea. I, I'm with Noemi. I see Curse Point. Sparks? Um, Elish is pretty sneaky. He is. He's managed to survive this long, you know. And he goes out on his own a lot. He does. I mean, there is the chance that he just pops up and tries to reconnect with us. There's also the uh, the possibility he just follows us back all of the way. As you're having this conversation, you can see the pirates kind of laughing amongst themselves. Uh, you know the Formiums are also psychic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we could have a private connection, no? You can. They're probably having their own private connection oh. and laughing at you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We'll just start, I'm just going to start laughing even more heartily than they are. <laughs> Lycos looks really confused because it's like one of those like, just laugh. Huh? What? Yeah, <laughs> like not picking up on like the cue. Yeah, he's just, what? Final Fantasy X scenario where everyone just, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Olivia sees this and starts doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> We're hauling shit through the forest laughing maniacally. <laughs> And the android is just looking at everybody like they're insane. Space madness? Yeah, he, yeah, he I was accused of having space madness. So you make it to the uh, meeting point. About a minute and a half later, one of the McCall comes out and sort of looks at you quizzically. I'm carrying the thing, right? You are. Can I put it down without it exploding? Yes. I'm going to put it down. Lycos kind of just looks back at the uh, the pirates. Hmm? <laughs> I guess you're right. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly little thing. I'm going to turn and glare at him. What? (laughs) I'm going to walk over to my friend. Like with shrugs, like kind of thinking to himself, yeah, not wrong. (laughs) Thanks. You didn't hear that. (laughs) I'm going to walk up to my friend. Okay. Uh, It looks at you and then motions to to the nearby woods kind of out of view. And then makes like a little sort of like hand gesture, like, and then puts two <laughs> puts two hands like up on top of his head and goes like this, like make a little cat ear Elish. pantomime. Elish? Is that the sign for Elish? He was a cat person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I imagined him as sneaky, not as cat person. <laughs> Cats are sneaky. He's both, actually. He's a, he's a sneaky cat person. He's right. a tabaxi. <laughs> Oh, that just feels like it's a, a horrible stereotype. Sneaky cat person. <laughs> all right, hashtag not all cat people, but <laughs> this cat person. <laughs> okay. In Vesk, and sort of softly so that it can't be overheard by the people who are a little bit behind me, I'm assuming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say these are the ones who will provide us with what we need to fuel the ship. We have made an agreement, but I don't fully trust them so far so good but if the mccall could be good watchers like i know you can be keep an eye make a sense motive check please you're so motivational what did you say sense motive yes please Uh-oh. six all right infi makes a series of gestures at you but you don't understand their meaning you're no, he, not italian <laughs> yeah it's it's like some Kind of wide hand gestures, but you can't figure out what they're trying to bring across. Welcome to the land of blue light. Can, can I that's go? Called, that's called failing a check. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I could do to get around it, but I guess I just failed that one. All right. Um, after like a few, I, sorry, after a few moments of sort of incomprehension, uh, he stops and sort of uh, makes the sort of cat motion again, ears and paws. I'll ask him. Okay, our 
friend over there, is he safe? He nods. Does he want to talk to us? He sort of like shrugs. Not not that he doesn't understand the question, but he's not sure of the answer. I'm trying to think of yes or no questions. Because if I say, what does he want? It doesn't work. Why don't we just talk to him? <laughs> because if he wanted to be known, he would have come out of the bushes. Well, you could always go back into the bushes and say, oh, I just need a moment alone with the native and follow him to Elish. I was going to ask Infi um, in, in if the others were nearby. He nods. Are they with? Yes, he nods again. Okay. Take me to them. Okay. Uh, he nods and begins scooting off slower than you know they're able to move uh, to lead you towards the others. I'll do motion you... the others to stay put. Oh, so do, do you have any indication <laughs> of what we're supposed to do? No, no. I'm going to I'm gonna men- motion to stay put and I'll follow after. All right. The morgue says heck with that and follows. Who does? Morgue, the uh, morgue, human, okay. and the other two follow suit. The other two? Who's... There's three pirates with you. Oh, okay. Morg, Patrio, Eleven. Human, Dragonkin, Formian. I'll, I'll kind of not yell at them, but like say like, whoa, whoa. Uh, w- Lego my egos. <laughs> we, gotta, we have to give the, these uh, natives their space. They see her as a, sort of a divine being of sorts. So she needs a moment with them. Not stopping says, we're keeping on you for ambush purposes. We're keeping moving. Come on, you come with. We're not going to ambush you. How would, why would we ambush you? To take the power cells and leave us to die on this rock? That wasn't the agreement. We are a people of our word. Are we? We I don't are. Say, I don't say that. <laughs> In fact, I'm walking still. So are they. <laughs> right now, you guys trying. are just standing there in the. Well, no, I mean, Lycos keeps them? when they move. Lycos keeps pace, just for obvious reasons. I'm essentially just trying to like distract them so that they're like trying to like look back towards me, not look back, like not look towards her. Be like, in fact, if you're ever on Absalom Station, we have Gordian <laughs> Solutions. <laughs> I am the uh, CEO, and I used to be the captain of the Gap. And, like and I'm just I'm just rattling on and on and on just to be annoying. They're not stopping, right? No, they're not. And Patrio turns back and goes, Shh, and like throws a finger to her mouth. Let's just and then go. just keeps walking. Uh, I have my business card. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm like wait, 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 and like I'll, I'll actually make a will save. Ten. Okay, uh, you're sort of balked by um, Patrio's hard Patrio's hard stare and uh, just sheer stature. Prior to uh, meeting her, Kerr was the largest re- reptilian, well, not counting Avala, the largest reptilian humanoid you've encountered, and even Kerr stands about uh, a head shorter than Patrio. Uh, uh, Sparks, uh, I think you'll need to pick up the uh, fuel cell that uh, Kerr left. Oh, I yeah. can try. Isn't this thing basically as big as I am? Can you drag it? What's your strength? Uh, Ten. It's actually going to be pretty hard for you, yeah. Can I... If he were to help pick it up, could I help carry it and mine? What's your strength? 16. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. There's like, you know, uh, pick up one end, I'll grab the other and kind of try to like trundle one under my arm and then hold it with the other. And Yeah, you can you can manage. All right, so as yeah, you come to... The- my strength is also 10, so I don't know how well I'm <laughs> fielding this cell. Your strength is 10? <laughs> You're having She's, some trouble. She is a wizard. Aw. Space wizard. All right, so you make it to the like a nearby 
cops and you find uh, inside there's the four other McCall of your escort whose names you don't have or don't know uh, as well as Ellis who seems to be kind of under guard by them uh, none of them are really talking but they're kind of keeping a close eye on him and they all sort of turn and kind of like hop as you approach uh, they seem to talk amongst themselves in their native language and then Infi sort of seems to explain the situation to them and they all nod and then I'll look at you expectantly and Ellis is kind of just like shrugging <laughs> I'll, I'll say to them Quietly again. Hopefully, pirates are a little bit out of your shot, at least. Mm-hmm. At least few, like, a few paces back. Yeah, a few paces back, yeah. Okay. I'll say, Elish is a friend. I trust him more than I trust them. Good job guarding. Have them let Elish go back into the woods. Yes. I psychically tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up, sadly. I was going to say, they're, <laughs> they're right on us. <laughs> okay. A bunch of these little buggers, aren't there? Yes. There's more where that came from. I'll speak to the, the McCall again. We're heading back to the ship. Will you lead us? They nod in assent and begin leading you all through the jungle. So I'll take back my carrying case. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you see Lycos and uh, Sparks kind of struggling with it. Thanks for that. But uh, I thought I'd have a moment with them. Not so much. Appreciate you bringing it for me. No problem. Then I go back to carrying the one with both my arms now. <laughs> All right. So as you arrive back at the hangar, we will end for tonight. Okay. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Die by the Dice. You can email us if you have anything a little bit longer form to say, dice at gmail.com. Please drop a review on your podcast listening method of choice. And if you could recommend us to a friend, that would be fantastic. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Well, we won't see you, but you get the point. <laughs>